Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it is March 12th, it's 2019, and we have seven basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by a friend of the podcast, Killer B. How are you doing, my friend? Good, man. It's good to be back. Uh, I just got off the beaches of Mexico this past week, so uh, really refreshed. I haven't taken a week off of NBA in probably three years, so... Uh, it was, it was really tough to not play, uh, DFS while I was out there, but, uh, yeah, it was a good, it was a good trip with family. So good week off. Every once in a while, you just need some time off and the all-star break just doesn't do it because then you're, you know, you're not playing and like, you got to take mm-hmm. that week off when there, you know, there's games and you just, you just got to take a week off sometimes. So, um, even like three days off, like I don't play NBA on the weekends to give myself like some space from NBA because seven days of NBA every, it just becomes a lot um, to deal with. So yeah, Yeah, days off are not bad. The grind of DFS in general is unbelievably not healthy, like whatsoever. I mean, that's a whole topic in itself, but I mean, if this is what you do full time, you're working pretty consistently up until lineup lock on East coast for you, that's seven o'clock. I mean, so you're basically, in an office or at least uh, looking at a laptop until seven. Um, yeah, that's never healthy to do consistently. It just becomes a grind like where you're waking up and uh, it's, it's good. It's d- good to get out of that, uh, you know, that circle, that vicious circle. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I do. Like I have a pretty set schedule every day. Like I do the podcast the night before I always research before the podcast. And then like, I'll go to bed after I edit and put the podcast up and then after like i'll wake up in the morning spend a little while um with my wife and then like i i come into office and like i i work until usually until like we we have to go pick up my daughter from school until like 1 30 and then like i spend a few hours with them and uh by that time it's back in here adjusting things but that's why i only play one lineup in nba like i i, I just can't do it man i can't play like 10 lineups i just i don't have the time to do that so NBA is one of those strict like one lineup sports for me. Like baseball, I'll tinker with one to one to five most nights, but baseball is way easy to adjust um, sure. lineups and stuff. So, yep, totally um, agree. Yeah, so if you guys haven't already, make sure you check out our sponsor, FantasyDraft.com. Got the email today that we're going to continue to do the listeners' league for the next few weeks at least. So if we can keep filling these things up, I can keep pushing them to do them. So if you haven't checked out. The listeners league, go to rotogrinders.com slash podcast and um, or go to the rotogrinders page, just click the podcast page. Go to the morning grind from today, go down to the comment section and you'll see the listeners link and then you guys can join and play um, against me. I'll try to get Brett in there. I know Brett plays on Fantasy Draft. Uh, their, their slate's interesting today. Fantasy Draft, for the last uh, couple weeks, they've been taking away these 7 o'clock games when there's a 7 and 8 o'clock game. And so we're going from a 7 to a 5 game slate over on Fantasy Draft, but we're still going to break down those two early games because FanDuel and DraftKings still has them on their slate. Brett, let's jump into it. We get started with the Pacers game. Knicks at Indiana taking on the Pacers. 2-12 total here, and the Pacers are favored by 12 in this game. 
Really, only injury news that we have here is Mario Hazonia is questionable, so he's not ruled out. Um, Nit Lakina is still out, and um, uh, Oladipo is still out, but that's really all we got. Uh, let's start with the Knicks. What are we looking at here on the Knicks? Yeah, so this is a 12 game or a 12 points uh, spread here. Um, I mean, the Knicks is. The Knicks rotation's always been tough to kind of justify uh, where you want to invest your money. Um, what they're doing at center, they're kind of splitting up minutes between Mitchell Robinson and DeAndre Jordan, so that's kind of like a no-go. Uh, Vonley kind of coming on here of late. Um, I mean, I still think he's probably a little bit uh, too expensive. Uh, I, I probably just avoid this whole situation, to be honest. Uh, I, I mean, outside of tournament exposure – I mean, Damian Dotson gets hot every once in a while. I don't mind that. Um, but, yeah, this is a total avoid situation. Um, they are uh, – did they play today? I don't think they did, no. No. Um, so the next game uh, there will be a, uh, a team on a double – or on a back-to-back. But, yeah, I, just a spot where I'm not going to invest a lot in the Knicks here for sure. Yeah, like you mentioned Dotson. He's been the one guy that's gotten consistent minutes over the last four games. That doesn't mean anything when it comes to the Knicks. He could play 22 minutes tonight. Uh, so, like, it's just a risky situation. And then, like, you have to consider, like, the blowout potential here is kind of um, high, you know, going into the Pacers. Uh, so, like, really the only guy in the Knicks that I have a little interest in is Dotson, um, and that would be straight tournaments. It's still a really tough matchup. The Pacers are a very good defensive team. They're very efficient on defense so um the pacers side of things like all these guys are pretty cheap is there anybody that's really standing out to you here or is this a spot you're just gonna fully fade this one i think i, I don't mind uh darren collison uh at 5900 on DraftKings. that just seems to stick out to be the best um again like on the opposite side like i probably don't want too much exposure just in case this game does blow out there's these two early games obviously not on fantasy draft uh but they're going to be two spots where you're probably only going to want to have uh, small exposure to it. But you know, these games that have like 12 point, 13 point spreads, you will get low ownership and it's probably smart. Like if you are a multi lineup guy to actually, uh, you know, go and uh, get some ownership in these games, but outside of tournaments, I'll probably stick away or stay away from uh, the spot. But yeah, Darren Collison probably sticks out the most to me. Yeah, Pacers coming off of two really tough games. Like if you look at their last two games, um, they played Philadelphia and they played Milwaukee. So they've lost their last two games. They've had two really tough games. Back on track game. This is going to be a back on track game for the Pacers. So I don't mind getting some tournament exposure to maybe like Collison, like you said, or like a Thaddeus Young who's been playing a lot of minutes recently. But I don't think I can go too crazy here. I do think the Pacers come out and try to make this like a we need to get back on track statement type of game. So um, uh, that's why, like, you know, I I hate talking about blowouts, but it's certainly something you have to look at when you have, you know, a team that's fourth in the East and a team that's tanking. So um, moving on, we got Cleveland at Philadelphia. It's a 222 and a half total here. Philly is favored by 13. We don't have an injury report uh, for Cleveland because it's a back-to-back, but we'll we'll go ahead and say Tristan Thompson and Larry Nance are probably really questionable here. Um, we also have to say like it's Kevin Love on a back-to-back, um, so they already said that there's a good chance he's going to be rested for this game. Uh, they said he'll play Monday and expected to be rested on Tuesday, so there's a good chance that we don't have Kevin Love here, we don't have Tristan Thompson, we don't have Larry Nance, so we'll talk about that in just a second. And then on the Philadelphia side, they've already come out and said they're going to rest Jimmy Butler here. 
Um, I also think this is a prime spot for them to be careful with Joel and Bede's minutes, um, and we'll talk about that here in a second as well. Let's start with Cleveland. If we get news that Nance and Thompson sit on top of Kevin Love, Brett, it's not the greatest matchup on the world, but, man, that opens up some value. Yeah, and something uh, that happened today, I mean, you had Cleveland beat Toronto by 20 points today and basically the shocker, right? Um, and in that game, you had Serge Ibaka and Marquise Chris throw punches. So we're talking two power forwards or three power forwards unless you consider Larry Nance a center. Uh, so Chris could be possibly suspended. All the bigs are going to be out for Cleveland. I don't know if that suspension will come down uh, by tomorrow, but I don't expect – I do expect Chris to get suspended here. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be interesting. I don't know. I don't know other bigs that Cleveland has other than uh, Shannon Fry and uh, Anti Zizic. Um, I mean, Chetty probably can play uh, soak up some power forward minutes. You have that Dang Adele that probably can uh, soak up some power forward minutes, but they are going to be super thin uh, with the four and five tomorrow. So. Uh, Zizic is going to get as much run as possible. And at 3,700, he's a must, must play. Um, outside of that, I mean, I don't, we saw, we saw a great game out of Colin Sexton. Now, can he do it on a back-to-back? I, you know, this is going to be something where J- Jimmy Butler is for sure out. I won't be surprised if Philly ends up, you know, resting another guy, maybe a Joel Embiid, uh, just because he came back. Um, I, I, I won't, I won't be surprised if another uh, big guy arrests uh, for Philly. So, again, this spread's probably going to be, you know, double digits. I'd say like 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there, based upon who ends up uh, playing or not. But outside of Zizic, um, it's going to be kind of uh, a crapshoot. But everybody's dirt cheap. Brandon Knight had a huge game. He started uh, this past game, and uh, he looked really good. So I don't mind exposure to Zizic and Knight. Um, if you want to go back to Colin Sexton, I don't hate that. Um, but probably not going to, or probably going to avoid the Clarkson and the Chetty Osmonds. Um, stay away from that. Yeah. It'd be really interesting. Like Larry Nance, um, if he plays like, obviously like we would expect him to play pretty big minutes. Um, mm-hmm. if Chris like gets that suspension, like Nawaba might have to play some power forward here. Like, I know he's not like a huge guy, but like, if we're just looking at this roster, like, you know, if no, there's no Kevin Love, Osman played 35 minutes um, on Monday. Zizek played 27. Knight played 24. And Sexton played 36. And then Clarkson played 31. And Stauskas played 24. Nuala played 17. And Chris played 14. So, like, you take Kevin Love out of the equation. And, like, Zizek is going to play a bunch of minutes, like you mentioned, if Nance is out again. And, you know, if Chris is potentially suspended. So, like it's just man it's just a position that like you don't feel great about any of this but like if they don't have anybody like they're all blowout proof so like if right. the game gets ugly and they're so cheap so you know i would expect have- news i would expect news uh tomorrow that you know they have a few guys come up from uh the d league so this this roster is going to be just so thin with bigs that i would expect uh, a couple players to be up with uh you know the NBA team uh, tomorrow. So, yeah, or, yeah, maybe like Blossom game or somebody. But we'll have to mm-hmm. pay attention to the Cleveland situation. It's an early game. It's not on the fantasy draft slate, but it's a game that we're going to have to, you know, pay attention to news leading up to the game and uh, make some adjustments as we get the news. Philadelphia side, we know no Jimmy Butler. We're both kind of in agreement here that this might be a spot they limit Joel Embiid um, 
what are we looking at here as far as the 76ers go? Yeah, so I think Joel Embiid is a great tournament play um, and only a tournament play, but I don't expect him to uh, play a, a bunch of minutes. So um, that's that's my only concern there. Uh, ben Simmons just seems like the safest play. Uh, again, this game can blow out, uh, but I mean, Tobias Harris uh, for sure. And, you know, if any of these other guys get set, uh, you can just bump the usage up for everybody else. So um, I think, you know, currently without Jimmy Butler, uh, guys like, you know, uh, TJ McConnell will soak up minutes, uh, James Ennis. Uh, I'd, I'd lean towards uh, a cheap McConnell for 3,200 there. Uh, he'll get some more run and blowout, uh, you know, in a possible blowout game too. Uh, James Ennis possibly would get, uh, you know, up to around 30 minutes in a blowout situation. So I don't mind those guys. Um, but yeah, if we're looking at the big three, I think Simmons is the safest. Uh, Embiid would be tournament only. Tobias also pretty safe. Yeah, it's a pretty small sample size uh, with Butler off the floor with Tobias, but his usage goes up a lot. Um, not all those minutes were with Embiid, so it's really tough to say like what we're expecting here from Tobias. But I think he's a really good tournament play at seventy five hundred. Um, outside of that, like I, I think Redick might be another guy you could look at here on the cheaper end. Uh, but like you said, maybe like Ennis or one of these guys towards the bottom. But it might be a situation you you know you go underweight on um, as well because it could be a game that gets kind of ugly and like none of these guys really end up playing enough minutes to hit their ceilings. So yeah, exactly. All right, we got the Lakers and the Bulls. Two twenty six and a half total here. Lakers favored by one. Lakers and Bulls, man. We grew up watching the Lakers and Bulls, and what what fun was that? Um, Lonzo Ball is out. Tyson Chandler is questionable. Ingram is out. Kuzma is questionable. Stevens is questionable. So the whole Lakers team is either out or questionable. Um, Chicago Bulls. Will it, Wendell Carter Jr. is out, and Zach Levine is doubtful. Um, you know, for a game that has a two twenty six and a half total, we're gonna get a lot of value here. Um, let's start. With the Lakers, obviously a lot depends on Kuzma, um, whether or not he plays or not, as far as some value goes in this game. But what are we looking at here on the Lakers? Yes. So I think Rondo is the safest uh, minutes-wise minutes, minutes wise out of the starters. Um, you had uh, KCP start the last game, but barely played at all. Uh, Josh Hart soaked up most of those minutes. Um, obviously, this will depend on uh, you know what the starting rotation looks like, but you know, LeBron, I think, is going to be maxed out somewhere around 30 minutes the rest of the year. I don't think they're going to be pushing for playoffs anymore. So I I think you, you have to stay with uh, stay away from LeBron, especially at a price tag of 11-2. So, I mean, outside of uh, Kuzma, Rondo, and then uh, Josh Hart exposure, I'm probably not going to look anywhere else. What do we make of this Andre Ingram 10-day contract? Do we make anything of it? Like he's 3300, you know, he played I think two games with them last year. Um and he, I know he was in the G League with them last year as well. Like do we make anything of this? Do we think he gets minutes tonight if Guzma sits? I should have brought up uh Moritz Wagner. He looked actually really good the other night. Um he's still 3300. Um I, I guess I don't know too much about the the guy that you were talking about, so I'd have to research him a little bit more. Um, he just signed a ten gate. He just, yeah, signed, he a just signed a ten day. So like, I, I just want to like point that out. Like we're we're thinking LeBron's gonna have his minutes a little bit restricted going down the stretch. Rondo mm-hmm. probably as well. Um, I just don't see like thirty five minutes from Rondo either. Uh, so 
they're they're very uninterested in getting KCP minutes. Um, so like all I'm saying, like this guy on Monday was signed. It came across my feed, so um, I wrote it down. But who knows? Yep. Um, you had like, Martz Wagner uh, play 34 minutes. No, that was without uh, uh, Chandler, Kuzma. right? Oh, and, and Chan- yeah, I think Chandler was out too. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and Kuzma. So it's like with Kuzma back in the rotation, does he start? Like, I mean, obviously you'd want to see that kid starting uh, before you roll with him, but. Uh, I mean, for them to uh, confidently play him 34 minutes, that says a lot. And and he can shoot from the outside. He shot five three-pointers, uh, made all seven of his free throws. So getting to the line, very aggressive. Um, I, I, don't, I don't mind that at all, especially if he starts. I think he'd be near a lock for me. Yeah, and, like, he could be in play even if Kuzma doesn't and Chandler sits. Like, if we get news that he's going to start, he's probably going to play 25-plus minutes. So. Uh, you're just going to have to adjust to how that comes out. And, you know, mm-hmm. with fantasy draft having the eight o'clock lock, you'll be able to kind of adjust to that. And DraftKings, you'll be able to, you know, swap in, swap out however you need to. Because uh, it doesn't look like we're going to get a ton of exposure to the seven o'clock games, even on DraftKings. So, right. Um, and it, it's, it's a weird spot because you think like the Lakers are, are now going to start tanking, right? Yet they have veterans in LeBron and Rondo still playing 30, right around 30 minutes. It's like, when are these guys going to start, you know, I, I would assume they start resting these guys quite a bit. And when they do, then you just, you really, you know, buy uh, the guys that are going to be starting for them. Uh, but it's really tough when they're taking up 30 minutes to uh, roll anybody else. Uh, LeBron's still going to have a high usage. Uh, he played 28 minutes uh, the last game and still dropped a huge triple double. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a spot where uh, – Outside of these cheap guys, I mean, I'm going to wait until LeBron or Rondo sits to really get uh, any other exposure here uh, on the Lakers going forward. Yeah, I'm certainly going to be watching Andre Ingram and his rotations in this game because it's something that I want to pay attention to. I don't think I can take a shot on him not knowing what he'll be doing as far as like a role goes. But um, I I did want to note that like a 10-day contract means usually like, you know, they're short on guards. Obviously, they got a lot of injuries now with Ingram. Stevenson ball these guys you know banged up and just kind of want to watch and see how that plays out but um Chicago Bulls you know a a team that you know necessarily doesn't want to win games either um (laughs) you know so like this is one of those games where I I, and like let 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 me be clear I don't think the Lakers are going to be like full-on tanking because like draft pick is where it's going to be at at now but I think that I think they get the younger guys minutes um, and they'd be very careful. Like the last thing they want to do when they're playing for nothing is LeBron to go out and like tear something and be out for half of next year too. That'd be the last thing they want to happen. So right. that's, that's kind of what we're talking about. Um, So Levine doubtful. Are we looking at Chris Dunn at this $5,200 price tag, expecting him to maybe see a minutes bump here and, you know, match up with the Lakers. Yeah, so I, I mean, I really like uh, Chris, uh, like almost all the guards here. So Chris Dunn, um, Archie DeCano, uh, DeCano um, and then maybe Shaq Harrison off the bench. Uh, I expect all these guys to soak up quite a few of the minutes uh, that Levine, I mean, Levine was getting still right around mid 30s uh, minutes. I mean, him, Market, and Otto Porter were playing about three quarters of the game. So uh, a lot of minutes to go around, a lot of usage to go around. So yeah, I think Shaq Harrison makes a lot of sense off the bench uh, at 3,100. Um, Archie, I would expect, would get the start 
and um, probably be right around the 30-minute mark. And then Chris Dunn, I don't know why they've limited Chris Dunn so much, um, but he possibly would go uh, over 30 minutes with no uh, Levine there. So, um, yeah, I don't hate that either at 5,200. Yeah, and Archie played 26 minutes in the start um, for Levine. I think it was Sunday against the the Pistons. So, you know, 3,300 getting 26 minutes. Like, we don't need 40 fantasy points from you at that point. Like, go out and get us 20. Let let us get, you know, the studs that we want to pay up for on the slate. And um, Archie is probably, if not the top value play on the slate, he's right up there just considering, like, we already kind of know what the role is going to be. That game was a massive blowout. Um, does he get more run if this game stays closer kind of thing? So um, certainly like Archie. They finally raised Robin Lopez's price. Like it, it was a strong like two weeks of playing Robin Lopez uh, before they raised his price. And it's weird to say that. Like even out loud, it's weird to say that. But like just looking at it, it's like, you know, the guy, the guy was consistently like six, seven Xing every night. So um they finally raised this price to where the like you really have to think about playing him but all the starters that checked out in the third quarter you know none of them came back so you know in that game against detroit on sunday so like they didn't get any of their second like or like fourth quarter normal run so like i think the minutes are going to be a little bit different in this game if it stays a little closer like dunn never came back archie never came back porter never came back lopez never came back so like the four main pieces here, marketing played a little in the fourth quarter, but it wasn't much. So uh, I think for the most part, if this game stays close, like the Bulls are certainly the team that we want to look at here with no Levine, big time usage bump for almost everybody here. Yeah. And just looking at the slate as a whole, I mean, there's not a lot of studs to pay up for if, if Luka Doncic and uh cat are ruled out. So, um, and there's, there's a ton of value already on the slate. So I mean, if Towns and Doncic are uh, ruled out, I mean, this this slate could be just a free-for-all and you're just uh, – it could be high ownership with, like, a, a guy like Giannis um, and just a lot of the expensive guys because I feel like there's there's plenty of guys that I've already said that are, like, you know, under 4K uh, that are really standing out to me. So um, sh- should be interesting. I hope I hope both Doc- Doncic and Cat uh, aren't uh, ruled out tomorrow. Just – just to give you a little bit of uh, options to, you know, possibly make mistakes. I, I hate it. Like when I feel like it's, there's like one way for a successful lineup and, you know, just looking at all these questionable tags, if they are ruled out, I mean, it could be just an extreme easy way to make a lineup tomorrow, which I don't like. So San Antonio, uh, Dallas, no total in this game because we are waiting on the Luca news. He is questionable. Rudy Gay is out. Um, we'll start with San Antonio. No Rudy Gay. Um, is there anything standing out to you here for the Spurs? Yeah, I mean, geez, uh, you had Aldridge just crutch it uh, against the Bucks uh, the other day. Uh, I don't see why you wouldn't just, you know, keep with the hot hand there. Um, obviously not a crazy travel for San Antonio uh, going to Dallas. So um, Aldridge at 8,900, I think I'd like to have uh, decent exposure there. DeMar, probably not as much. Um yeah, the the rest of this team, it's it's kind of like um, uh, you know Jacob Pertle, uh, if he starts, uh, I like him. I ex- do expect him to start uh, at forty six hundred. I mean, the guy is basically a fancy point per minute guy, so uh, a spot where you know I, I don't mind attacking uh, Dallas down low. So 
Um, but yeah, uh, outside of those two, probably not gonna have any exposure anywhere else. Yeah, and like different slate with a bunch of studs to pay up for. We might be looking at like a Marco Bellinelli or a Forbes or somebody who like both those guys should play minutes in this game with no Rudy Gay. I just don't know if we end up there. And I will say, like, I like DeRozan a little bit more than you. Um, you know, high usage wing players have done really well against Dallas this season. I actually think I'm pretty sure he had a big game against them already this season. I know he's averaging almost 47 fantasy points in two games, but I think one of those games was a lot higher than the other one. So, like, high usage guards, when we don't have a ton to pay up for on the slate, like, we can easily make a DeRozan lineup work today. Um, I like him a little bit more than you, but I can, I, I, obviously I understand the LaMarcus Albridge, um, you know, stand here. The guy has been playing like, so here's the thing. The Spurs, they're the seventh seed in the West. They're going to try to win every game right now. Like you want to continue to move up. You want to try to move up as much as you can in the West because you don't want to play the Warriors and you probably don't want to play the Nuggets in the first, you know, first round. So the Spurs are going to try to win every game. LaMarcus Albridge, DeRozan, these guys are going to play minutes in close games. I like these guys a little bit more if Luca plays. I think the game stays closer if Luca plays. If Luca's out, I could see maybe being careful with the Spurs guys, but they're probably still going to play their minutes. Like they got to win this game. You know, they got to win every game right now. You know, they've won five straight. They need to keep it rolling. So um, it's kind of where I'm at on the Spurs. Yeah, and like the biggest, I think the biggest plus minus differential from home uh, versus away team is Dallas on the season. Uh, they're just a super strong team at home uh, versus uh, you know they're pretty terrible on the road. So I do expect this game to stay close. Obviously, uh, Luca being in and out is really going to uh, factor their uh, you know the Vegas line here. So uh kind of agree with you i don't mind exposure to demar in fact i think with all the value um i'm gonna probably start liking him even more uh tomorrow so uh but yeah as of like right now on paper like if there were other options i wouldn't probably like demar as much but it just feels like a a spot where this slate with a you know you got some of the top uh top players uh with uh q tag like it, they're just gonna be you're gonna have to get some uh exposure to the other studs here yeah, for sure. And like Derek White's priced right where he should be. I don't think he has a ton of ceiling there. He does have a ceiling still. Um, mm -hmm. But and like you, you talked about like home roads, but San Antonio has been awful on the road this season. So like I, I do think this game stays close. Um, I think it stays closer if Luca plays. Uh, let's talk Dallas. If Luca plays, they're going to be very careful with this guy. If he is not playing he's not playing if he plays i expect him to play his normal minutes um i don't think he plays if he's not ready to play um what's your thoughts here on dallas yeah i agree he did hurt himself at the end of that game too it was something with like a lower leg he was like grimacing um kind of surprising that they left him out there um but yeah he was he was noticeably limping probably the last two minutes of the game so um I mean, I love Doncic uh, in this spot if he plays. I mean, I expect him to get full run uh, if he's a go. Uh, outside of that, I mean, I think Dwight Paula, even at 6,300, I uh, definitely like. Um, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, you know, again, 3,300. It just seems like there's so many cheap guys that I want to have exposure to, and it's going to come down to uh, who's in and out uh, for, you know, what, what like uh, – under 4K guys that I have love for tomorrow. But uh, DFS is definitely in the conversation. And Hardaway, I mean, he really uh, played terrible the other game. And I think he, now that he's under 5K, 
Uh, if Doncic is out, I mean, Hardaway is going to really pop. I know his usage goes way up without Doncic on the floor. So um, that's a spot where, you know, if Doncic is in, I still like Hardaway. But if Doncic is out, I think Hardaway is near a must play. Yeah, if Lucas sits, like I, I like Hardaway, I like Brunson. Um, Trey Burke could become interesting. He might play like 20 to 25 minutes, but – Again, we have so many cheap guys. I don't know if 20 minutes is going to be enough, but we know Trey Burke when he gets 20 to 25 minutes that like, you know, he'll he'll ball out and when we think San Antonio, they like to play small this season. So like, I could see this game going small where if if Luka sits, like Burke plays 25 minutes. So, but I like Hardaway, I like Brunson if if Luka sits. Um I think Brunson's in play regardless uh, if Luka plays or if he doesn't. He's 5K. He's played over 30 minutes now in three straight games. It should have been four. They got blown out in Brooklyn in that fourth game. So he's gone over 26 fantasy points in three straight games at 5K. So I think he's a nice little maybe like four to five X floor type play with six or seven X upside. So I don't mind Jalen Brunson. We know the Spurs have been really bad on defense on the road this season. Um, So as much as I don't want to play Jalen Brunson, I think he's in play here. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, right at the point guard is kind of where you attack him. So, um, I mean, whether Doncic is playing or not, I mean, obviously if Doncic is out, uh, the ball will be in, you know, Hardaway and Brunson's hands a lot more. So, uh, for sure. Yeah, all I, I think the guards are all in play. Um, but you are right. I mean, they can go small here. I still expect uh, Paul to start. Um, but if – if they kind of do go small, uh, Dallas, you know, maybe San Antonio doesn't play Pirtle as much. Um, so maybe like those type of guys, I just won't have as much love for. All right. We got the bucks at new Orleans taking on the Pelicans. We have a two thirty-seven and a half total here. Um, highest total that we have so far, uh, Milwaukee's favored by nine in this game, Brown and Hill are still out. And then on the new Orleans side, drew and each one more out. Um, let's start with Milwaukee. You know, obviously, like, if, if we just look at this slate as a whole, um, with thinking about, like, LeBron being limited a little bit, maybe Embiid being limited a little bit, there's this guy named Giannis. But when we look at Giannis's like, recent games, like, he just hasn't been shouldering as much as he usually does. Um, what are we doing here with the Bucks? What are we doing with Giannis? Yeah, I think – I think, I mean, you, you either pay up for Giannis or you, you pay up for Jokic, uh, Joker here. So I, I think I'm leaning towards Giannis in this game environment. Um, did, is there a line out? Yeah, there is. So I, I'm, I'm sure, like, I'm sure the Bucs are pretty uh, well over their implied on the season. I, did, I haven't even uh, done the math on that yet. But, uh, yeah, this is a spot where you're going to want to get plenty of ex- exposure to the Bucs here in a – in such a high pace game. I know Milwaukee is basically a top five uh, pace team. So is New Orleans. So yeah, this is a, this is a spot where I, I want to get Giannis exposure uh, for sure. Uh, Bledsoe, Brogdon, um, Bledsoe and Brogdon probably a little bit more than Middleton. Um, and yeah, probably stay away from Brooke Lopez, but Miritich even off the bench, really like Miritich. If this game does blow out, I mean, obviously you have, uh, him playing his old team here uh, for narrative. Uh, and it is a nine and a half point spread. So if it does blow out, I could see Meritage, uh, you know, sniffing around 30 minutes here. 
Yeah, Miritic is interesting. I don't know what I want to do with Giannis yet. Like, I really haven't. Like, I know roster construction is going to allow you to get one of those top guys, even if you play like a DeRozan. But I, I see the road as well. Like, this is where it's going to matter a lot. Like, if Luca plays or not, because if Luca sit or Luca plays, I could see myself going like DeRozan, Luca, and going a little bit more balanced instead of like playing two cheaper guys and playing Giannis with like a, a Luca or DeRozan. So. Um, I could see myself getting off of Giannis today. I could also see Giannis having a big game here. So, like you mentioned, faster-paced game. Um, it, it's just you look at it, and he's only had, you know, over the last eight games, one game over 60, and that was a 79-point game against Utah. So I'm a little concerned, but they really haven't been limiting him minutes like I thought they were going to after he got banged up a little bit. So, um We'll just have to kind of pay attention to that, but I don't think it's a big issue right now. Pelican side of things, you know, no Drew Holiday. Elf Payton's price has come up, but is he still in play here with no Drew? Yeah, he for sure is. Uh, even at 6,500, uh, he's just, he's a guy that, I mean, him and Julius Randle uh, with Frank Jackson and Kyner Williams are the guys that are playing 30 plus here. So, uh, you know, you have a high floor of minutes. Uh, usage is going to be really high with, you know, a, you know, about half of those minutes with Anthony Davis on the court. So yeah, he's, he's the guy that the ball is going to be in his hands quite a bit here. So, uh, really, really like Elf at 65 for sure. Um, but it's nice that they, you know, you're finally at a spot where Anthony Davis is at 6,800. He's, he's now 100% in play. Saw plenty of people use him. It's just, uh, it, it, it's the worst though when he's got such a strong game going and he can only pull out like 20 minutes, you know, they're not going to put him in for that fourth quarter rotation. So uh, I remember rostering Anthony Davis when he played in Milwaukee. And I want to say he only played maybe 25 minutes in Milwaukee. It's, it's where he went to the locker room, like in the second quarter. And then he didn't come back out until like the fourth. Uh, but in those like 20 minutes, he still put up like 55 fantasy points. I mean, he can he can definitely do that again. So um, I don't mind exposure. Obviously, it makes more sense in tournament settings with uh, his minutes being so low. But uh, um, and then Julius Randle, I think, is another easy, perfect uh, payoff spot. Uh, the Bucks, if there's one deficiency that the Bucks have, it's at the big men. It's uh, rebounding the ball. Um, that's where Randle is. So. Uh, definitely uh, like Randall too. Yeah, like I haven't been playing Anthony Davis. I don't think I'll play Anthony Davis again today. Like I, I get it. I, I what's the ceiling though? Like what's the what's the realistic ceiling with twenty one fantasy points? Fifty. Twenty one minutes. Yeah, about fifty. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, twenty five minutes is probably sixty. Um, it's just they're not gonna let him play, like you said, like over 22 23 minutes and i just i don't think the ceiling is high enough right now to play anthony davis but the slate makes a little bit more sense and that's why i'm considering a little bit more on this slate because like the slate might come down to like your your mid-tier guys like just hitting you know raw points um you know so roster construction definitely makes davis a little bit more interesting than it would like on a 10 game slate um so I don't mind looking at Anthony Davis, but I agree with you. Randall, I, I know he's really expensive now at 8,700, but like, think about this matchup and how well 
he could crush here with this team not rebounding the ball very well. So I could see getting away from Randall too if you're going to play Giannis, but this might be another road. Like I'm starting to build that Luca DeRozan Randall type lineup instead of getting Giannis in there and um, you know looking at that. But yeah, I like Elf Payton. I know he's 6,500. I like Frank Jackson. I know they raised his price, but with no Drew, with no more, um, these guys are just in play. You know, Williams is still cheap. Like you know, you can look at all these guys. Um, Darius Miller for sure under 4K to 3400. Yeah, Darius Miller might be an interesting pivot off of Archie. Um, I still think I like Archie more in that price range, but Miller is certainly a guy that you could look at as a pivot. That if Archie becomes like 40, 50 percent, we do have like three guys that we've mentioned in that price range that are interesting pivots um, for tournaments. So for sure, not for cash though. You wanna you wanna just eat that chalk. All right, uh, probably my favorite game on the slate. Portland at LA taking on the Clippers. We have a 231.5 total here. Uh, Portland's favored by 2.5. Ronnie Hood is questionable, and Turner is questionable. Um, and then the Clippers side of things, everything looks good right now. Um, you know, obviously they're playing as we're recording. They're playing against Boston, but it That's is back to back for them. Yeah, it's weird that they come out with a line uh, with all their players playing, right? I mean, if there's an injury, somebody hops on that line. You know, it's that's pretty crazy that they would release that. I know. It, uh, it's very interesting anytime you get a back-to-back -back that hasn't finished when you start recording and, like, you have a line already. But we have a line in a couple different books. So, mm -hmm. um, this game, I like this game a lot. So, like... I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Lillard's probably my favorite play on the slate. I, I know we've been talking about a lot of guys, but like this game means a lot. Like you look at the standings in the West and like this game, you know, Portland's in that five seed. Like they're, they have potential to potentially move up to like the two or three seed. But like anytime you can beat an eight seed and, and start to like, you know, maybe potentially move that eight seed down. Like you try to win these games and like, I just like Lillard in, in closer games. Um, and I think this game is going to stay close. And I just think Lillard is the guy that has a really good game here. Yeah. I uh, totally agree with that. Uh, love Lillard. I would say that I actually like Nurkic even more uh, for his price at 7,100. Uh, against the Clippers. Yeah. I mean, one of the easiest, uh, easiest spots uh, as a center um, playing against the Clippers here. So um, obviously on a back-to-back, -back, they'll be even tired. So that should make Nurkic's work a little bit easier. So yeah, uh, really like this spot. And, you know, with it being on the road, you know, the game should stay close. Portland right now favored by two and a half uh, based upon the Clippers health. Um, you know, obviously just keep an eye on the line uh, for tomorrow, but yeah, really love Nurkic at 7,100, but I agree. Lillard, 100% in play uh, at 9,200. Going to be probably one of my favorite studs also. Tomorrow. Yeah, definitely like Nurkic as well. Like I think you play both these guys um, and not even think twice about it. So um, certainly a spot that I'm looking at, you know, and I still like DeRozan a lot. Don't get me wrong, but like I, I, I like Lillard. Like I, obviously I like Luca if he plays, but like I really, really like Lillard. Um, and, and this is why one of the reasons that I wasn't like super high on Giannis is because I like Lillard so much here. Um, Lillard's had three really good games against this team this season. He's averaging right at forty fantasy, forty-eight fantasy points against this team this season. So I, I think this game stays close with it being in LA. I think that helps with LA being on a back-to-back -back at home. I think that helps. So um, I like Lillard. I like Nurkic. But outside of that, like, 
you know, I think you could potentially look at Mo Harkless if Hood and Turner both sit in this game. Um, he he raised his price when he went on that like streak of like playing really well. But like on a slate like this, I don't know if necessarily we're gonna need him. But if Hood and Turner get ruled out and we get that news early enough, I think you could look at Mo Harkless. I think he would play like twenty eight minutes here. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a guy that usually plays anything out of the top three uh, guys for Portland. So, I mean, I, I've definitely had uh, some shares of Amino. Uh, I think Cantor is actually a great tournament play. Um, and Cantor will be a good tournament play, I think, till the rest of the year. Um, I mean, obviously, the the times that they do rest Nurkic, I mean, he's going to be a must play. But um, you never know where his minutes are going to be. Uh they really haven't gone over 20 minutes, but uh, yeah, I usually stay away from these uh, side pieces for Portland. Um, Clipper side, obviously this is tough because they're playing right now. And obviously if anything happens, this can completely change. It is a back to back for the Clippers. What are we looking at here on LA? If nobody gets hurt and everybody plays. Yeah. I uh, definitely want to get some exposure to uh, Montrez Harrell or like a uh, Zubak. Um, you know, Harold Harold coming off the bench, I think, is going to be a little bit easier of a landing spot uh, going up against Cantor. So um, probably we'll have a little bit more exposure there. Um, DraftKings, you can get them at uh, power forward. So, um, and then on a site like Fantasy Draft, you can roll with five centers anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, probably have uh, more exposure to Harold here. Uh, Danilo, I think, is more than fine. Lou's getting at a price tag of 7300 where I usually don't like to spend up at that price for Lou. Um, he has been super hot. I mean, unbelievably hot, but yeah, I'd probably rather buy Harold or Danilo here. It's kind of what I was thinking as well. Um, Lou does have the upside to win you a slate though. Like, you know, if you're playing tournaments, if you're multi-entering, I think he has the upside to win you a tournament, but you know, it's Just always top I think, right? Yeah. Is that it, last game? Like two, yeah, I think it was yeah. last game or the game before. I think it was last yeah. game, you know, outside of the game. Points. Yep. Um, but yeah, the Clippers side, I'm a lot more excited about the Portland side. Um, if I'm running it back with anybody here, I don't know. I honestly I don't know who I would run it back with. Um, like there's nothing that like stands out to me like I have to have. Like Gallinari, his ceiling's kind of limited still. I think he's a good cash game player, but he just doesn't really have that tournament ceiling most nights. Um, it would probably be Harrell, uh, at 6,200. Um, he would probably be the guy that I ended up on, but like, I don't even feel like amazing about that either. <laughs> like, you know, it's just weird. Like, you know, if it was a different slate, maybe sham it, but like, I don't even feel great about him. He has been playing solid minutes, but yeah, Portland can defend pretty well one through five. So, uh, I feel like, uh, there's softer landing spots with the second unit. So well, Lou and Montrez for sure will, uh, be able to get some good run against uh, second teamers for Portland. But yeah, I think, I think I'm uh, leaning towards Montrez here. All right. Uh, we'll move on here. You know, obviously this last game, we got a lot of injury news for it being the last game on the slate. Uh, it's Minnesota at Denver. Covington is out. Dang is out. Cat is questionable and Wiggins is questionable. On the Denver side, Lyles is still out, and that's really the only thing. Like, Denver's pretty full strength right now. Um, let's start with Minnesota. Very tough situation to break down um, with Wiggins potentially missing, with Towns potentially missing. 
Like, I think Towns is pretty simple, right? Like, if Towns doesn't play, you look at Taj Gibson and you look at Sarge, right? Yeah, uh, and, and Teague. I mean, Teague, I, I've never seen a, a guy play so terribly and then follow it up with just a, a great game. So uh, Teague, 100% in play, too. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, Taj Taj and Sarge, uh, you know, soak up all those minutes, a lot of the usage there. So, um, uh, you know, they've been starting uh, Bates Diop, which um, definitely won't be – uh, one of my favorite plays under 4K, uh, if Towns or Wiggins is out, I still probably won't have a lot of exposure there. But, yeah, stick with uh, the Sarge and Gibson and then probably uh, uh, Teague. Uh, Rose Rose just hasn't been soaking up enough minutes uh, with the second team uh, to really even think about him. Uh, and then, you know, this is this is a weird spot, right? I mean, this, this could be a perfect, uh, like, stack game or stay away from uh, – just totally avoid this game. So if Towns doesn't play, I mean, Minnesota, I feel like Minnesota's played a, um, they played a back-to-back. Uh, so t- this would probably be the third game in four nights for them. Uh, this just seems a spot where they're going to be dead tired. And if they're limited with players, uh, it could be just a total avoid spot. You don't like Bates, the app? Mm. Like it, what if Wiggins sits? Like, does that make it like the guy's going to play like 35 minutes if Wiggins doesn't play? True. I just feel like I'd rather I'd rather get those thirty minutes uh, somewhere else. I do, I don't have enough confidence with uh, uh, Bates yet. This is where I'm going with that. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. Like I get it. Like you know, outside of the last two games, the guy has just been non non-existent. But like, if Cat ends up sitting, if Wiggins ends up sitting, there's like no road to this guy not playing like thirty to thirty-five minutes and. Like we talked about Archie, we're projecting him for 26 to 30 minutes. If we're getting five extra minutes, potentially the same price, like I think that would really like be ownership for me. Like who's going to be higher owned? Who's going to be talked about more throughout the day type of thing. But I don't want to like, I don't want to rule out him because I, I want to see like, man, Jamino has such a tough job sometimes. And <laughs> yeah. like, well, I mean, he has to he has to just wait for any time an injury drops, then it just affects ownership like all five spots or like all eight spots. So yeah, it's it's gotta be super tough because yeah, based upon like a town's injury, ownership changes for every single player in, on the slate. Like if Wiggins sits, are we looking at Okaji? Like, is he gonna play 35 minutes? Like I think I think there's better spots under 4K. Um, I I would have probably more love for Bates Diop than uh, Kogi, um, but yeah, I mean I'd rather pay up to 44 to get Sarge. You know, um, I just I feel like uh, Sarge is a guy that's gonna soak up a ton of those Wiggins minutes for sure, um, and you know Taj obviously will get plenty of minutes too. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm sticking for right now. I, I th- we've talked about so many guys like. You know, around. cheap guys. There's so yeah. many cheap guys today. It's crazy. Three to three K to thirty five hundred. That you know, it's going to be based upon obviously injuries and whatnot. But yeah, there's going to be plenty of uh, ownership uh, spread out between uh, the cheap guys. So it's it's get, definitely setting up for a stars and scrubs night. Like if you don't get your cheap guys right today, you're probably going to lose money. Like for sure. there's so many cheap guys that one or two of these guys are probably going to have really good games. And like, if you don't have those guys and you have the other guys that kind of dud like that, it's just going to mess up your slate a lot. So, exactly. um, I, I like the Teague call, by the way, I don't want to like overshadow Teague. I, I think if, if cat sits, we play Teague here. 
uh just looking at like the the usage and stuff like that like it, it's certainly something that like we need to note like teague's usage goes up so and then even higher if wiggins sits so like teague is firmly in play if cat doesn't play and i think he's even like he i think you can consider him if cat plays and and wiggins still sits so um the denver side like obviously we're hoping minnesota keeps this game close um if all these guys end up sitting i think that road to keeping this game close is a little tougher but um what are we looking at here on denver yeah so i mean this is again this is a tough spot right minnesota going to denver which is supposedly the toughest uh road you know spot to play up being a mile high and whatnot uh i mean if if towns plays then i like jokic um, if Towns doesn't play, I don't know how much exposure I have to Joker. Um, I still really like uh, Jamal Murray um, next in line. And then I, I'd probably avoid most of the spot. I mean, it's it's tough to avoid Gary Harris at 4K. I mean, at, there's going to be a game where he just goes off. So uh, I think at 4K, I, I definitely want to get some exposure there. Uh, I do play three sites, so I'm – it's one of those things where I'll make sure by the end, like I'm a one lineup guy on those three sites. So I'll try to get some exposure on one of the three sites for sure. But um, Jamal Murray, I, I'll have love for him. No doubt. Joker probably hinges on Towns playing and then Gary Harris. Yeah. Like I, I, I see a road of this day, game staying close, even if cat doesn't play with, like, but I think it stays close if cat does play. Um, but like I, I can see like Taj having a good game and like Teague having a good game and like this game staying close enough. Um, but you know, I, obviously, like this game has a lot of blowout risk. But this game could be an excellent game stack too if it stays close because you have a lot of pieces you can play from both game, both sides of this game. Like you mentioned, Jokic. You mentioned Murray. We talked about Gibson. We talked about Teague. Like you can make a three or four man stack here, um, and it'd be a really interesting game stack to end the night if it stays close so gonna... yeah this is this is also scary too right like so that game started oh, it's, uh, it's certainly scary <laughs> it's, it's a 10 30 start so right let's just say at 8 30 or 9 o'clock eastern minnesota comes down with their uh towns being out uh wiggins being out i mean does denver then come back with okay we're sitting joker they're a playoff team that i mean if if one or both of those guys are out i mean Denver's going to be a massive favorite. Uh, like I said, I think this is the third game in four nights for uh, Minnesota. They were they played a back-to-back at home. Uh, so, I mean, this just seems like a spot where Denver could rest some guys too. Um, and then I would have a lot of love, but it's going to be tough on a site that locks early like fantasy draft to get too much exposure if I don't have news out by then. Yeah, Denver doesn't play again until like Thursday, and it's Dallas going into Denver. Um, like they they they're pretty spaced out this week is the only reason that I don't know if they'd sit people. Like, you know, they play today and then they play Thursday and then they play Saturday. So they're pretty they got a day in between on every game and they're at home right now for all three of those games. So obviously that's always a concern, but I, I would see him playing like twenty five to thirty minutes instead of sitting people. But it's good luck figuring out NBA coaches because that's just next to impossible all right let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here uh give me your favorite game to go over or under uh over under um i'll just go with the under in the milwaukee at new orleans game i mean that's just 
I, I could see a spot where Milwaukee gets off to a fast start. New Orleans kind of just lays down. So uh, I'll go with the under there. I'm going to take the under in the Chicago game. Uh, I was going to take the under in the Milwaukee game. You obviously took that one. But Chicago at 226 and a half. Um, like we said, they're probably not going to play LeBron a ton of minutes. Over 30 anyway. Um, and maybe young guys. You know, Chicago is obviously trying to tank. I, I just see this game, you know, going under 226 and a half here. I think, um, I, think, uh, betting, I think betting unders too with uh, when you have like a point guard like Levine who really pushes the pace, that makes a lot of sense, right? A guy that's out that probably makes Chicago a pretty fast team. Uh, makes sense to go under there, maybe less possessions. Um, under 5K to 7X. <laughs> There's a few of them today, uh, Brett. Which one do you like the most? Yeah. Um, I'll just go. I think the slam dunk would be uh, Ante Zizic, uh, just based upon what we know of Cleveland's bigs. I mean, they could be potentially without their four main bigs. Uh, and so that means Zizic would probably play three quarters of the game at 3,700. I don't know how he doesn't 10x, you know. Um, I'm going to take Archie. Uh, I think, like, I don't know if you'll need to play both of those guys, but I feel like those are probably the safest two guys cheap wise. Um, so I'll take Archie knowing Levine's probably not going to play. I think Archie plays 25 to 30 minutes like we've talked about. And I think he's a guy at 33 that can get you seven X. Um, just grab a few extra rebounds, get a couple more assists and uh, you're right there. So, and, and this is a guy early in the season. I remember we played him for like a week stretch with it was Levine and Dunn were both out, but like he has 30 plus point upside. So like, I, I'm not afraid to play him here against the Lakers for sure. Uh, over AK, not to five X. We don't have a ton of options today, but we do have some, uh, who's your bust today. Yeah. I mean, I think LeBron's the obvious one, but I won't say him. I'll say Joel Embiid. All right. I am going to stick with my love for DeRozan and say LaMarcus Aldridge. Ooh. Big game from DeRozan incoming. Let's go. Uh, give me your favorite 6X play on the day today. Who's your guy? Uh, let's see here. Um, I don't want to pick out someone like mid-tier. Yeah, we'll go with Nurkic. Nurkic at 7,100. I like that one. That's a, that's a really solid one. You know, we've talked about some value. Not a ton of value at center today. So, like, that one's really strong. Um, I like that call. Um, my 6X guy today. Gosh, I'm really worried about the minutes for Tobias. Like, he's the guy that I want to say. I, I want to say Tobias or 6X, but I'm really concerned about the minutes. So, I'm just going to go for the straight slam dunk and say DeRozan goes for 6X today. Like, uh, I'm all over DeRozan. He's obviously a guy I really like. Um, I, as much as I like Lillard, DeRozan's a little cheaper. It's a little easier for him to get a 6X. But, um, again, the guy I wanted to say was Tobias. Like, Tobias seems really, really strong play today with no Butler. Maybe Embiid playing a few less minutes. Like, so, on that note, Brett, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, I think we buried the lead here, but it's your birthday, so gotta gotta give a Twitter shout out at least uh, to Stevie today for a happy. It's birthday. over now, like the birthday's over. Like you know, thank well, you to know. everybody that like reached out. There's a bunch of people. I appreciate it. Um, but um, yeah, Tuesday Tuesday is just another day now. Like I worked Monday still. Like it was just another day. <laughs> well, I I think little, little we, we gotta have like and... a birthday a birthday narrative, right? I mean, like. 
Uh, did, do you, that happened do you Sunday. Have... I I crushed NASCAR on Sunday. I already okay. I already got my ba- I already got my birthday narrative. I it came a day early. Yeah, and then you also gave yourself a, a pretty good. Uh, was it was that like a tied for first there? It was like a pretty big score for you on Sunday then. Yeah, I won the ten, the three, and the five um, on DK. <laughs> <laughs> and like I destroyed destroyed uh, Fanduel cash games too. So it was it was a really really good weekend. So good feeling, happy man. happy guy. So. On that note, we're going to get out of here for Tuesday. I hope everyone has an awesome Tuesday. Make sure you join the Listener's League. Make sure you head on over to iTunes. Download, subscribe, and rate the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more basketball. Good luck in your contests, and we'll see you then.